feel like you're dodging a bullet right yeah, now. Yeah, that's. A, I mean, it's tough. It's tough yeah. because there's there's an actual group of people today who base, you know, everything about their lives, their identity, their claim to, I'm going to say Israel, but they say Palestine. Because of that, yeah, they actually believe it is literal. I agree. And they believe it with every ounce of their being. Oh, I hate it. As justification for oh, I hate it so where much. they are today. They do, though. He's right. If you're listening to our podcast, make a comment, because I hate that. So it, I hate that it, you believe that. It totally reminds me of uh, the Woody Allen joke that I've seen, because uh, he's an atheist, right? The Woody yeah, Allen. Well, like, yeah. I don't believe in God, but he gave us Palestine. <laughs> so how Ouch. do you reconcile the truth? Because I, I get what you're saying, because... Because you're turning, into, you're turning him into a political impetus. You can turn it on and off when you need to, when it's convenient. Yeah. Right. You yeah. Know. And it's a hard question with potentially a very hard answer. But yeah, it, it turns it turns your deity into a political impetus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But going back to the Catholic Church, when he asked mm-hmm. you, is there anything you don't agree with? There's one thing I wanted to ask. I don't know. Oh, if please. You know no, about no, no. It. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, or, I am wide open. If I don't know the answer, I will look for it later. Um, or to get your guys' opinion, there was a somewhat, I, I don't know if I'd call it dark, but it was a part of the Catholic Church history of the Castrato choir boys that were part of the Catholic Church and their choirs. Hmm. Well, obviously women weren't allowed for a certain amount of time to be a part of their choirs. Of course. The they needed boys to be able to sing higher. The only way that a boy can do that and sustain that for a long period of time was to be castrated. So there were a lot of boys, and there's no, yes, boys who were castrated to be a part of the choir. I actually don't know anything about this, but I will look into it for you. There is a boy online on YouTube right now who was the last castrato boy. I don't remember his name, but you can look it up. And they got they got him singing. I mean, he's you wouldn't know it's beautiful. A, you wouldn't know it's a boy singing, but. He was castrated, really? yeah. And he died, I think it was in the 60s. Yeah, I'd have to look it up. Okay. But yeah. All right. I, I, don't, I know nothing about that, but I'll look into it. Yeah. yeah. Would be wow, the first that's the first I've ever heard of that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, please, please, name another one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I already named my big one. I... <laughs> Again, we discovered the Big Bang Theory. Oh. You did. I, I Googled it. I Googled it. They said it was a Catholic priest. Yep. Yep. Right. There's many, right. believe it or not, the Catholic Church has many scientists and astronomers. So. All right. No story. It's tough, man. I mean, what if, what if there was a woodpecker on board? I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, Lord, dude. That's good. That's oh, good. I love Lord. that. I love that. That's one of my things. That's really good. I love I that. that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I right, right, right. <laughs> you know that boat's going under. <laughs> I in my, uh, part of my research for what was supposed to be today's episode, uh, um, I found a funny meme, and it was an ark seeking, and it said we shouldn't have brought the woodpecker. Who <laughs> brought the woodpecker? <laughs> yeah, I, I saw it's funny that you said that. Um, 
So, right. Juice, I have a question. Lay one on us. So, you, you, what I find interesting, I always thought this was interesting about you, that, um, even though I'm very critical of spirituality, or in, in, not maybe not maybe not spirituality, but at least organized religion. All right. Was I always was intrigued that you would dig deeper, oftentimes deeper than your previous church would offer. All right. Um, why do you feel the need to join a group or conform to an organized religion rather than just having an open mind and continuing your open-minded deep study of religion? All right. Doesn't this now listen? Couldn't this lead to conflict and issue? What's if you find information later on that does not? Right now, you're very confident. You continue your studies. What happens if you find something that is deeply objecting to what you're being taught? Before you answer that, maybe I p- piggyback off of that, please. No, yes, please go ahead. I just want to hear your voice. Yeah, I do too. In addition to what he said, mm. <clears throat> on the level that you study at. There is very few in the circles, in the realm, even possibly in the church that you attend, <laughs> that makes that type of sacrifice. Uh, thank you. Well, there, I'm not done yet, so I'm somewhere I'm going with this. <clears throat> be that as it may, sometimes you can appear to be an outcast because the information that you're putting out, they can't even relate to. Not that it's not true. Right but they don't make the same type of sacrifice for the truth. Yeah. Or what they perceive as true. Or what they, excellent yeah. point. Or what they perceive to be as true. I heard another guy explain it this way, you know, uh, and it was on the whole Jewish versus Palestine issue. Uh, you know, he said before he would present his information to Christians, his own brethren, he would find that immediately they would get angry and, and you know, you know, chastise them or whatever. And he realized that, you know, I couldn't offer them new information or try to take away what they held to so dear without providing them a safe foundation or a carpet to land on. No. I want to take theirs, rip it out from under them, but give them nothing to land on. <laughs> you know? Psychologically, that's Ouch. Yeah. That's warfare. So immediately yeah, you're going to, you're going to go to fight or flight. Yeah. Ouch. Um... I won't lie, I have been somewhat ostracized among different individual groups that I go to. Especially online, um, I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. I bet sometimes yeah. it's due been, to... Been cast out a couple. 300. My personal away. opinion, I bet sometimes it's due to envy. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't want to try to summarize what other people are thinking. Outside. Okay, well, thank you for that. Thank you. Um, I try not to presuppose what people are thinking, but um, I dig as deep as I can to find truth, and that goes right back to when I was younger. I mean, I remember when I was like, like twelve or thirteen years old. Like, I want the truth. <laughs> you can't, like, you can't handle, you can't handle, handle the truth. <laughs> I was yeah, right. <laughs> I was all of like twelve or thirteen years old. When I read read through uh, the Bible the first time, and uh, and uh, I was asking my parents, I was like, "Hold on, over here in this book, 
it says I'm supposed to pick up the rest of the story in the book of Jashar. Where I, I've already looked like several times. I can't find the book of Jashar. Mm. And they're like, well, it, it doesn't exist anymore. It's not, you know, it's not inspired. Well, that does not answer my question. If I want the rest of the story, I have to get in this book. <laughs> yeah. So that's how deeply I was reading even back then. Mm. And, and I wanted answers. So right. people weren't giving me the answers I was looking for. And I wanted answers. And so it's been a constant journey over the years of looking for truth. I've always had the desire to look for truth. What is the honest truth? I don't want, I don't care what, you know, what your yogi said. He thinks the inspiration of life is on Tuesday. I want the historical context of what the last 5,000 years of summarized truth is. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> I like what yogis have to say. <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. I like yogis. What I'm saying is if an opinion changes from Tuesday to Friday, it's not truth. <laughs> All right. So, Give me what truth is over thousands of years and then explain it to me in a way that makes sense and it's concise among 5,000 years. That's what I'm looking for. And so, and, and even back when I was young, that was what I was diving into. Um, you ever investigate outside of Christianity? Yes. Actually, there was a whole segment of my life when I was... Um, what about Hinduism open. and uh, Buddha and... Yeah. yeah, I studied them. What's wrong with those? There's those no- are beautiful religions, man. Wait, 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 hold on. There's, before you go any further, there's nothing yeah, yeah. wrong with them. They're beautiful, okay? I know. Um, they are, I, I don't, I have Buddhist friends and I have Hindu friends. Um, I don't see anything that's really wrong with them. In my opinion, okay, in my opinion, and believe it or not, this is actually in the catechism of the, of the Catholic Church as well. Um, in my opinion, the answer is in Christianity, but others get it very close. And they do have truth. I don't want to say that they aren't the truth. They do have truth. It's like having a math equation where you get really, really close to the answer. Many, many, you could, you could have a thousand answers that are close to the answer, but it's not the answer. So for me, after going through everything... Christianity was the answer. And then once I was back in Christianity, whittling it down to finally being in the Catholic Church was the final, you know, mathematical equation, right? It brought me to the to, to the last fraction of the problem. So, but Buddhists have truth. Hindu has truth. Islam has truth. I am not going to say they don't because even the, even the catechism of the Catholic Church admits that the spiritual journeys have truth. All right? So, does that help at all? Yeah, no, I get it. Now, okay. what's if, like, just from an ethical, moral perspective, a religion you feel has higher ethical morality? Okay. Uh, Would you apply I mean, context? I'm just saying, like... Um, for example, oh, let me think of something. The whole not eating pork. Okay. <laughs> so, um, right? I mean, that's just dumb. It's just dumb. Like, why is God drawing a line at the? Uh, can, can we put the, that? The 
kitchen counter. Can we put it in, in historical right? context? No. Yes. I'm just saying it's dumb. I don't care. Can I put it in his historical Fine, context? Fine, go. Make it quick. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you got like 10 seconds. Go. Go, go, go. I want it short and concise. Go, go, go. Historically, it's a health diet. If you look at the times, there was no regulations on pork. And if you look at pork, it contains a lot of different bacteria and parasites. And those parasites can affect your entire body with different worms and such. Isn't right? it also shellfish, though? Which is why you couldn't eat shellfish. <laughs> no, no, no. So, I'm saying, what's wrong with shellfish? Oh, so if you, believe it or not, if you look at shellfish, let's say you get a red tide in. Okay, if you get a red tide in, the only fish that don't contract the toxins of a red tide are the, are the fish it, that have... How often is a red tide? Well, actually, fairly often. So the mm. if you look at... Again, you're looking at the course of 1,800 years. So that's, that's there's, there's a lot of time discrepancies. Red tide, even when it hits, it's a so, small, it's in, in the terms of tides. Well, it's true. It's a very small portion that's getting a red tide. I agree, but you're mm. still talking about toxins that embed themselves in those fish. Now, once the toxins are embedded in those fish, it takes a long time for that to, to depreciate. All right, so it is a health diet. Mm. It's a health diet. We're making a lot of excuses here. I'm not making excuses. Uh, I researched this because I had the same questions. <laughs> and if you look at, at what was not allowed, it was not allowed specifically because of the health problems. What what bacteria and health problems were wrong with pork back in the day? Again, parasites. Uh, to this day, you can look at different newscasts about people who had worms throughout their body because they'd eaten pork. So it, it was it was a health problem. If you don't cook it... All pork? If you don't cook it to the proper temperature... So why not just cook it to the proper temperature? You're talking about Asian people here. Come on. <laughs> they didn't have thermometers. <laughs> I've eaten some pork not too long ago that messed me up. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not saying... Again, I don't think it was, more, I don't think it was a religious thing. Okay. I think it was specifically a health thing. All right. Let's, let's, let, me, let me try again. Okay. Using the Lord's name in vain, dumb as f <laughs> Who cares? Like, why is that? Like, that's a commandment, is it not? It is. Dumb. Rape isn't a commandment, but using the Lord's name, dumb. So what's if there's the same... Okay, so what's if, like, someone copied, carbon copied the exact same Catholic religion... Okay. ...except eliminated that dumb portion of it? Okay, can, can, would you, can would I you expand like, on okay. this? Can I expand on this? Because this is another one I had to I had to delve into because I didn't understand the context. Thanks, George. And, <laughs> and here's honestly here's why I didn't understand it because let's say you use you know you know G O D D A M N right let, God let, let's say, say the O God let's let's say let's let's say you say that was going to happen to me that's why I just say it let's say let's say caring. let's say you say that out loud all right God I didn't understand. I didn't understand the problem of it, and here's why. The term God is a Germanic term. It never existed in Hebrew. It, 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 it's, it's gut. It actually means to invoke a spirit. It's, it has no reference whatsoever to historic Judaism, which is where traditional Christianity comes from. So I didn't understand that idea behind it. So I had researched this a little more because I said this doesn't make sense why is saying this that didn't exist in, in the ancient times, how does that apply? Turns out it's misread. And again, we go to traditional Christianity. They do explain this. Um, 
it has nothing to do with using a cuss word. Believe it or not, saying, you know, God yeah. So saying that, <laughs> believe it or not, is not what that commandment is referenced to at all. Yeah, right. What it actually is in reference to is if I say that I'm a believer in Christianity, and then let's say I go sleep with my neighbor's wife, I have now used the Lord's name in vain because I am a self-professed Christian that has completely gone against the commandments. And Did you that's, use God's name in vain when you come no, no, to the wife? That's what it actually means. That's using the Lord's name as vain is misbehavior while representing the Creator. <laughs> so basically, Sorry, you're, saying right? you're you're of this, yes, but your behavior, yes, so does not conform. That's the biggest crocky I've ever heard on this so, podcast. That's so dumb. That's of all the things we've ever talked about and all the excuses ever made for the dumb in the Bible. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard again on I, this podcast, years. I know I've had a few. That's so dumb. So that means you could believe in the Noah's Ark thing, then, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there's so many. There's a chance. There's a chance. You. That is just. That's so dumb. That's so obnoxious. Like I have a hard time accepting that. That means it's what's the commandment? Tower of what's, the, what's the exact commandment? What's the exact com- commandment say in the Bible? Do what not about, use the Lord's name in vain. Oh my God! Pun intended. Um. Okay. You were mean to tell me that it says do not use the Lord's name in vain. Correct. And when I question the validity in that and how yes. weird that is, yes. you're going to tell me that's not saying the word. It's representing. Yourself and behavior. Yes. Oh, my. Well, oh. Let's, 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 go, let's say that it is verbiage because you seem to be suffering a, a mild stroke over this. I am. So, <laughs> I am. I can't believe that. So, the number of excuses you come up when the Bible says dumb is just astonishing to me. So, so it let's, blows my mind. Let's say that. Let's, let's go ahead and say that. Let's go ahead and say that that's Mike, when you come back, I'm bringing the heat, baby. (laughs) We are thinking of you. So let's say that's true then, all right? Let's let's say it's true. Let's say that it is actually speaking the Lord's name in vain. It has nothing to do with our actions, which, again, I think is a bigger crock. But let's say it has nothing to do with your actions. Let's say it's what you say, all right? The word God was never used. I was gonna say it was in the old world. Then it, that word wasn't even existing. So what's the name? It didn't for exist. God? What's uh, the name? Well, you, uh, you got to worship something. There probably, has to be a noun for it. You, there has to be a pronoun for you'd it. Probably, you'd probably say Jehovah. So, right? So and then, so using you Jehovah, saying have you Jehovah ever? Dam. Have you ever heard that in history? What? <laughs> Jehovah? No. What? Using use it contextually for for any amount of. Uh, of adverse language. Say that again, Juice. I'm confused. <laughs> Using it to swear. God's name. Have you ever ever heard it say, well, doggone it, Jehovah curse you? No. So again... It doesn't roll off the tongue. Exactly. So again, <laughs> so again, it. if you go with the historical verbiage, it still doesn't make sense. So it, it makes it, more sense if you are misbehaving and representing. Yeah, I was gonna say, so when did they change it from God and to, uh, Jehovah to God in the Bible for that commandment? When did they make that change? Well, that was not until it hit Europe. And even then, it, said it was gult. It was, it was even then at that, that time. And it, it's, so you don't it's, think they used the word gult? Well, they, they, in terms of cursing? Well, they very, very well may have, but 
Though they could have then. Certainly doesn't, like you said, roll off the tongue. Good. There's at least one syllable. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But so, what do you do with the two thousand years before that? Since they could, since that command, since I'm sorry, three thousand. Since that command is three thousand years older than that, what do you do with that? Well, what's the interpretation of of what? Do not speak the Lord's name in vain. So what's the interpretation of speak? It says, did that get lost? It says, do not use the Lord's name in vain. So I think a modern analogy of that. Would be maybe the Crusades when the Crusades happened. It very well could be. I could give you that. You know, in in the name of God, we will conquer. We will rape. That's why I love Gubby so much. You know. Yeah. Or even even more modern than that, what we do here in America and other countries. You know, because God is behind us, right? Yeah. Point. And I, yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. Yeah, that's it, a very good point. Crusades, uh, or let me, see, colonialism is modern day crusades. Right? Yeah, yeah. What about Lord Almighty says, "Now go and strike a Moloch and devote it to destruction to all they have. Do not spare them. Both kill men and woman, child, infant, ox, and sheep, camel, and donkey." Well, we we what, covered yeah. we covered that we co- we covered that one. Why is that? Because it's Old Testament. That's, it's no, no, no. That's stock military language. It's. It's kind of like when, when... They're using the Lord's name for the reasoning behind it. But you're saying since it's a hoorah, it's okay? No, 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 no. What I'm saying is it's stock military language. Like, kill them and let God sort it out. Well, that, that that's not what they actually mean. They're saying, yeah, go do your duty. Go do your due diligence. Go, that says in God's name, fight, kill fight, everyone. Go fight for the country. But it doesn't actually mean that. All right? So it's stock military language. Now, it's that, that's not to say that there aren't uh, people, especially within traditional Judaism, who reference Amalekite today for their own purposes. Right. There are people who do that. I leave that out of it because that's that's that can be very true. I read out of, I read <laughs> out of the uh, I think the Times of Israel, which is like our New York Times. Yeah. There was a man who beheaded his wife, set it on fire, and started walking around the streets of Israel, screaming, "We must kill all the Amalekites" or something like that. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, it was serious. Was the point of being not Christian? <laughs> I, I have no idea what the backstory to that was. I mean, they, you know, he was all, he, they obviously found him and arrested him, et cetera, et cetera. But my point is, is that twenty four seven, this man's head was probably somewhere in the Torah, taking these things, yeah, and not knowing where to start or stop, yeah, and. Bad theology I mean, leads to bad behavior. I'll be opinion. honest, though. I mean, doesn't that happen even in evangelical churches today where you take this, I'm going to take this verse and make it my own, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, again, that's it's why... God's fault. It's his manual. Should have been that's, better. That's why I... Taking the Lord's we'll, name in vain, we'll though. We'll go there later. <laughs> again, that's, that's, why, that's why I like the fact that there's a magisterium to stand up and say, I don't think you're interpreting that quite right. Why didn't Ray mm-hmm. make the Ten Commandments? Okay, so God's name in vain. Yes. What What are the Ten Commandments? I just wanted. I just wanted one. I want to know why rape. I want to. Can you Google it? I want to or tell me. I just want to look at the Ten Commandments. So and I understand how foul rape and child molestation is. I just want to understand why those didn't make it on the list. Believe it or not, there is something in there about that. Go ahead. What are they? I I'll Google it. You're not. Gonna I would it. have to pull it back up. I'm gonna Google it. <laughs> So we are live tonight, right? <laughs> Ooh, um, there actually is a platform, mm-hmm. but I'll bump 
It's <laughs> oh, nice. There is there is there is a uh, a platform for that inside right. of the contextual laws of the Old Testament. Now that being said, remember the laws are also based on the laws of the land. George, what were the laws of the land? Everyone knows the laws of the land, Juice. What were the laws of the land during the Mosaic times? Hold on, let me remember. No. Talk about for everybody. <laughs> everybody. All people in the Mesopotamian area. There was a common law. George, what was it? I'm trying to remember right now. Wasn't there like 613 commandments or something like that? No, that's for the Jews. Oh. Yeah, you're, talk about you're, for you're all thinking of the Noah Mesopotamian laws. areas. Totally. That's exactly what I was wondering. <laughs> Not Googling it on my <laughs> Come on, Google. Come on, Google. No. They're called. I'm going back to the. I'm, they were, I, I pass. I don't know. They were called the laws of Hammurabi. Who's Hammurabi? Harambi? No, no, no. <laughs> this is for you, Harambi. <laughs> for you, Harambi. <laughs> <laughs> the, the laws of Hammurabi. Uh, they're laws that were passed. They were the common <laughs> laws of the day. And all lands, and it doesn't matter if you were Ugaritic or if you were Jewish or if you were Akkadian or if the laws of Hammurabi had applied to you. And they were the laws of the land. And those laws, and that's why I love how everybody will knock on the Old Testament, they don't realize that they completely comply with the laws of the land, which were Hammurabi. All right? If you go into the Old Testament times, because remember, even in the New Testament, what does Paul tell everybody? Paul tells everybody to make sure you obey the laws of the land, right? And he says the same thing in the Old Testament. Yeah, even Christ said it. Yep. Render unto Caesar what, what is Caesar's. Caesar's? Yeah. To obey the laws of the land. And that was true in the Old Testament as well. And the laws of Hammurabi are complied within the Mosaic laws. So there's some research for you. <laughs> I feel like we could probably make a whole episode of the Ten Commandments. We should. We totally. It, we'll do it in the I future. Like, yeah. We'll do it in the future. We'll do it in the future because this is obviously one that is going to take a whole episode. Yeah, we're to, too late in the show right now. I just yeah. feel like that that was a big. I didn't even realize how big of a question. That's it is, a huge one. Yeah, and we get we'll, and we'll break it down because we still have we have a whole tablet that shows the laws of Hammurabi in comparison to what the Mosaic laws were. So yeah. we'll spend a whole episode on that because that's easy to spend a whole episode on that. So we'll we'll do that and we'll break it down so that that way we can see you know the laws of the land of Hammurabi. Believe it or not, the Mosaic laws were actually more conducive to humankind than the laws of Hammurabi were. So I didn't know. I didn't know number three. I did not know. I know, uh, right? Like Allah, I did, I knew there was a big thing, or Muhammad. I knew there was a big thing about not showing pictures of Muhammad. Yeah. But also number three, thou shall not make unto thee any graven image. Correct. I did not know that. Now that's now, mm-hmm. mind you, that is about pagan idols. That's what it's about. It's about pagan idols, and that's again, we could spend a lot of time on that because that's a very interesting. Um, it's a very interesting topic. Um, so like idols in the Old Testament were Hebrew, not... you shall not make any wrongful use of the name Lord your God. Right. This is the third. Again. It has nothing to do with the... Your actions. Actions, Yes, yes it does. Yes, it does. Because you are representing... So, 
the name means far more in the Old Testament than verbiage. So, um, in God we trust. In God we trust. Exactly. On our dollar the, bill. Yes. Uh, the name Hashem, by the way, is, is how you pronounce it in Hebrew. It's Hashem. The name Hashem. Um, that's how you spoke of God's presence was Hashem. All right. So, uh, for example, when in the Old Testament, when they had the Ark, and the Ark was supposed to contain the presence of God, correct? It said that my Hashem is within the Ark. His presence, his name, the name Hashem is within the Ark. When it says that the angel of the Lord has the presence of the Creator, he says, my Hashem is within him, my name. Again, so... The God himself is presented and swearing by his the own name, name as surely as I live. The name is representative of the presence of God within you. Can I read this excerpt? Oh, yeah, no, go, go ahead, go ahead. In the Hebrew Bible itself, the commandment is directed against the abuse of the name of God, mm-hmm. not against any use. There are numerous examples in the Hebrew Bible and a few in the New Testament where God's name is called upon and owes to tell the truth or to support the truth of a statement being sworn to. Uh-huh. And in the books of Daniel, Revelation include instances where an angel sent by God invoked the name of God to support the truth of apocalyptic revelations. Right. So they're, I'm hearing literal use. It can be. It's not relegated to. Again. Okay, but so you're, okay. So that's what I'm saying. This isn't just... You're not excluding using, just like right now. Okay. Why didn't I think of this? I, I must, okay, I got to limit how much I drink. Even <laughs> right now, you won't say God like I am. I mean, I, You won't say it, Juice. I think it's It's because you believe in that. That's, that's because you, it's just a farce. Whoa. This whole thing about the examples th- is not lining up. You will not say God because you think it's breaking a commandment. I think it's, say God. I think it's, say God. it's culturally insensitive. Who cares if it's not real, Juice? <laughs> Juice, if you're speaking the truth right now about uh, it, it's not. You can't just say that because that'd be stupid. That'd be crazy, George. But I won't say it. Say it's it. It's still say it. Culturally insensitive. That's why I don't say it. What do you mean it's culturally insensitive? Culturally insensitive. What are you talking about? You were just telling me it has to do with behavior, not about actually of, using the word God. Because we have a lot of evangelicals who listen to this. Hey, Juice, <laughs> what are you talking about? You disagree with them. You disagree with them all the time. Look, I've dropped yeah. a lot of GDs or oh, I have bombs too. or I have whatever. Too. But I feel like you're publicly I feel like you're fibbling. Speaking, I feel like you're fibbing right publicly now. Publicly speaking. No, 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 no. I firmly believe, I firmly believe that it is the presence of the Lord, Hashem across the Old Testament. If you are representing him and you represent him in the ill manner as an ambassador of the creator, that is an ill use of him. Cover up the His microphone presence. and say God to me right now. You know, it's interesting because if that if that yeah. is in actuality what it what it does mean. Oh yeah. And I could tag articles in this in this episode for that too. The church has got a, a already a dark history. Oh it does. Very you much know, so. All not just the Catholic yeah. Church, but all all of it. Uh, there's not much good that we've done in his name, then I would say. Because we're human. Oh yeah. And we battle our humanity. We want we're selfish. Yeah. You know, we want we want other people's things. 
Yeah. You know, whether that's collectively or individually, you know, that's, that's, that's a pretty tough concept. And it's, it's one that I, man, I'm not even sure that it's possible to keep it as isn't. a human. It isn't. I mean, if you go historically across all people who have represented God, all right, let's go to the Old Testament since, you know, George loves it. Um, if you look across the torture, rape, <laughs> slaves. If you look across, <laughs> let's worship this guy totally. If you look at <laughs> Hollywood, if you look, right, right, right. If you look at the kings of the Old Testament, how many of them actually lived a holy life? Yeah, it was. It was what, maybe forty percent of them. Maybe, right? I mean, a good, a large portion of them mm-hmm. completely disobeyed. Right. Right. And yet that position God was still able to use over and over again for his good, despite their evil. Despite their evil, over and over again, he was able to use that position for good. So people misbehave, but eventually if you do wrong, even if you are a king, he's, he's going to take you down. You know, everything that happened all across the Old Testament, that happens in the New Testament— it even happens across Europe. I mean, if you do ill in a position of authority and power, eventually you're going to get taken down. Sure. Yeah. So, I'm waiting for you, George. What? <laughs> I'm waiting for the comeback. Oh, I don't, I'm in too. I'm in too much. I'm in too much shock. Internal conflict. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I. I don't even even say internal conflict. I'm. I'm seeing conflict with your argument, Juice. <laughs> like, okay, you were just saying. Right. Okay, evangelicals believe that Noah's Ark to be literal. Not all of them. Not all of them. All right, but you're still, no. you're trying to say no. it's, you're being culturally sensitive by not saying God right now. But yet you're telling people, a lot of evangelicals, that that's all allegory. That's not true. Yeah, that's not being culturally sensitive. You're no. saying that their belief system and who they are as people and how they set up a platform on who they are as a human being, you're saying that is not true. That is incorrect, and that's fine. But then when I'm asking you to say God, you won't do it because you're saying you're being culturally sensitive. It's true. Juice. <laughs> no. No juice. It is very culturally. Then you have to watch what you have to say all the time. I do actually. No, you. <laughs> I mean, my daughter unfortunately caught me one morning, you know, in a traffic incident. And my my seventeen year old, and she won't let me live it down that she caught me saying a few choice words. But <laughs> yeah, uh, so they say, they, "Oh my God!" They, they owe you to a they, higher standard. Exactly. Say, exactly. "Oh my God!" So even my seventeen year old, even my seventeen year old, who knows, I, I try as hard as I can to live as clean a life as I can. Even she won't live them down the fish. She's like, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? I, I heard what you said the other day when we were... I was like, oh, come on. Right. Come All on. Right. I'm going to lighten it up. All right? All right? I think, oh, my God, is culturally sensitive. You think I, so? Yeah, I think, I think so. everyone uses it, right? That's oh, my, oh, it's a thing. OMG. Hey. Everyone uses it. Nothing. Yeah. A movie's not going to be rated my, R or PG-13 because someone says, oh, my God. Not at all. Say my, it. My family. Say it. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, my family All to right. this my right. family to I'll this day then. has a problem with that phrase. Oh, really? And I okay. and I find myself at times right before I'm going to say it, checking twice. Huh? Okay. Yeah. What's that? Well, my oh, parents oh my god! Were alive. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? They're like, what'd you say? Huh. Uh, oh my! 
Plus, <laughs> don't, don't use the Lord's name in, in vain. vain. That's, yeah. what, that's what I would hear. Yeah. To me, some of that is dogma. I uh, think so. You know, I, I and I get it. I mean, that's if that's where they're at. I think the biggest thing for me that I like to distinguish, though, is that, you know, and I don't know the Catholic's position on this, and I know that the evangelical and the Protestant's position is that it's really hard for them to accept this, but that spirituality and religiousness are two different things for me. When I look at a human being, I agree. whether they've ever stepped foot into a church or cracked open the Bible, I believe that they are a spirit being, like there's something in them that's spirit. That makes them human. That makes your soul who George is. Yeah, you know I, mean, what I get I mean? it. I was sharing that story before the podcast. I get it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think being spiritual is being as close as you can to being the best human possible to all your fellow humans. I think that's different than religion. Yeah, totally. Religion is a story. So I think religion is is almost a a concept and boxes that we. We try to aid that, and it's you know, it's failed miserably. But in some ways, the arguments is that it, it has helped. Um, but I, I keep the two separate. I agree with you, and I think that was my question for. I think that was part of my portion of juice is that I'm surprised that he wanted to, because he does those deep studies. I'm surprised that he wanted to commit well to a construct, and uh, kind of you know. Now, like now, forever, Juice has to like, right? You're gonna, you're gonna be really outcasted, or it's gonna be really awkward if you, you know, find something that's going against the Catholic Church, and then you're gonna have to bail from that, right? What well, it took me twenty plus years to get here. So what's of twenty plus years you decide to bail? Lots and lots of research. Now, I you're will young. I will say this too. I will say this too. So before we go off on a tangent, um. The Talk Catholic- about tangent, I still think they got Lord's name in vain. <laughs> <laughs> the Catholic Crazy. Church. I will bring that up on later podcasts. Oh my god! Leave, oh a, my comment. Leave a comment below. <laughs> I'm bringing that for Heiser. I'm bringing that for Godawa. I want to hear what they take on that as well. Did you guys think that? Did you guys? Do you guys agree with Juice on that statement about it being an action, not the actual verbiage of using God's name in vain, like I'm saying it right now? Do you guys agree with him? I don't know about Godwell, but I'm sure Heiser would. Yeah, yeah. Heiser would definitely, yeah. Calvin, in your sweet, buttery voice. (laughs) (laughs) Do I agree? I agree with the point of sometimes if you use certain terms, you can lose some of your audience because Mm. of the way they've been groomed. So I think that's the stand, and you correct me if I'm wrong, I believe that's the stand he takes. Although, through his research, he found out that is not offensive to God because of the context, but because of the way we've been groomed over the years, it's offensive to those. Just like I said, if I was to say, oh, my God, around my parents, you know, they would feel I'm using the Lord's name in vain. So I wasn't allowed to say that. So do you think, okay, so before Juice said something about it not being so much as using, oh my God, or saying GD, you thought before Juice right now that it had more to do with actions rather than using the Lord's name as I am speaking of it contextually. Uh, Yes, I did. Yes, I did actually. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. So, Aaron, what what is the Catholics' position? I mean, or 
Well, in terms of spirituality, can spirituality and, and can, truth can, be can found I add outside? Can one more thing on this too, please? Mm-hmm. And please forgive me for interrupting. It's okay. Um, and it and it also goes back to how many people who is following the path, and I, and I'm not trying to, to to butter you up, juice by any means, but how many people who's following the path studies on the level that you study on? I don't. So know. so well, mm. just in general, I think the four <laughs> of us can you know. Can can really can have our opinion, our assumptions of people that we know who's following a path, and how much do you actually contribute? How much do you do? How much do you study on a higher level? So therefore, they're not going to have certain debates and certain perspectives on a upper echelon level because they don't go there. They're content, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm not trying to judge anybody into saying this, but they're content on the level they're on. They may go up a little bit here or there. But they're content where they are. If you're going to be a on a level of having an audience to express your views and able to uphold your views by your studies, then you have to operate on a higher level. Yeah, it it does it does beg a lot of questions. It, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. And it's and I've spent most of my life trying to answer those questions. So, <laughs> um. Just because I like knowing what the truth is. And if you're not willing to push forward, then don't count ever finding it. Um, but I spent a very long time, both historically um, and in the text themselves, to find the answer. And I, mean, I could go on for an hour on the problems that I found in trying to support Bible-only believing. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Um, it's ridiculous. So I could, I could spend a lot of time on that. We probably don't have time tonight. So. <laughs> but, tr- but truth, like, I mean, you know, when you think about Christ before Caesar, when he claimed that he was the truth and the life, uh, you know, Caesar's question, I think, was very valid Invalid to this day, you know, what is truth? Yeah. Um, you know, because his truth at the time was he was afraid that, you know, if he didn't put down any potential rebellion, that his life was on the line. Yeah. So he was caught between a certain truth of having to concede to the Jewish leaders who wanted to crucify this man and not risking a rebellion against the Roman Empire. So true. Uh, truth is, you know, it, it, it does mean different things for different people. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. No, that's true. That is true. Um, and I know with the evangelical side of it, you, you know, you, there is no truth outside of that. Right. Right. Well, and that's, so my, that's where I was caught in a very hard place because if you look at it, what is truth? If we say, well, I'm a Bible believer, I'm Bible-only believer, okay, how do you answer the first almost 400 years of Christianity? They didn't have a Bible. Mm-hmm. So were they just wrong in what they believed? Or are we going to say that there was something beyond Bible-only believing? And when you're talking about that amount of time it brings you to the point where you have to say, I think there's something beyond just Bible-only believing. Otherwise, there wouldn't be a Christianity. Yeah. 
Let so, me say something, add something to that, oh, yeah, too. Go it goes back to, in my opinion, goes back to what I was saying earlier. It's how deep you're going to study. See, you yeah. ask somebody a question like that. Did, were they aware of that? Were they aware of the first? Oh. You know what I mean? So, therefore, <laughs> they're trying to battle wits with something that they really didn't know. Yeah. They're, they're claiming to be this or that. And, I, and I'm, I'm not judging them by any means. This is the, what they say they are, and that's great. But how deep do you study to know the history of it or the root of it? It's true. It, so when you hit them with that. <laughs> well, I've, I've gotten some looks from people before. Oh, I, I'm quite sure. <laughs> and some who probably don't believe it because they yeah. don't go that deep. It's true. And, it, and, and, and I take it a step further. I feel some don't want to go that deep uh-huh. because that requires a whole different level of, um, of uh, thought process. Yeah. You know? And it, and it shatters what they believe to be true. Right, exactly. And that's where, so going back to what if my uh, my studies take me to somewhere else, okay? Right. The cool thing is, is that I have found the Catholic Church is big enough. If I change my opinions, there's already branches of the Catholic Church that have already thought of that. You know, if I'm a very studious person, I believe the truth is found in, hard scripture and and it's found in in you know taking care of things in a very you know mechanical way um and also in a very in, in a way that requires education and well if if I want to go in that direction not saying that everybody's mechanical because our our pope is very spiritual and he's Jesuit but um I I I would go in the Jesuit way because the Jesuits are very based around education and taking care of people, right? So I'll go that way. But let's say that in 20 years, I'm more of a mystic. Well, in that case, I'm going to become a Franciscan, right? Because they're all about the mystical side of life, all right? Let's say I really, really love the Eastern side of the the philosophical side, the philosophical, where it's deep Eastern philosophy. I'll go Byzantine, right? So... So it, all those facets are already there. So it, it's so robust. There's so much there. It's so robust that if I change my mind, it's already in place. So, But is it a salvation thing for people outside the Catholic Church, do you think? So I'm glad you asked the question. It's a robust question. <laughs> I, I wonder if George has any... And you know, Before we do this, before we do this... You better break into Shandy. I've got a question. How many people are thirsty? <laughs> Sold. All right. Something we could all agree on. We are going to pop out Market Garden. This is their lemon shandy. And this lemon shandy, which looks absolutely Ooh. delicious already, before I that? even open it, is... Oh, right. It's, oh, look at that. It has a raised... It's got a raised filigree. <laughs> oh, that looks fantastic. It's artistically sound. I shall not have no other gods before me. <laughs> <laughs> it's also brewed all natural lemon juice and peel. This thirst-quenching shandy is a vibrant blend of a pale wheat beer and sparkling lemon soda. Its fresh, sweet, citrus notes come together for a lively and energizing brew. It's an ABV of 4.5. So, this looks, so far, pretty good. It has, I'm going to do a very slow pour. I'm pouring very, very slowly. 
Um, Gumby Port is a little more quickly. Yeah, I like <laughs> I like the way it smells better than the last one for sure already. And um, wow, yeah, it's a little rough for in me. Fact, really? In yeah, fact, in uh, fact, I didn't mind it all the way through. I like the sour. Both George and uh, and uh, Kelvin pour theirs rather quickly as well. I was trying to get the sound for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I poured mine slow. I'm just excited. <laughs> <laughs> I have a little less head. Of a sound. Um, I hate myself now. But holy cow, did that thing foam up fast. Ooh. Ooh. That's got a beautiful smell to it. It smells like a... Man, it's, it's, it's crisp. I can smell the lemon. Oh, ho, 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 ho. That is delicious. This is an all-time spring and summer drink right here. This one this is good. Before. This is really have you? Wow. This is my second one today. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Part of the reason. George, you are kind of sore. I drink a lot of indie beers, and you know the wow, truth. Um, good. A funny story was um, in February. I did this thing. It was called I. Uh, I. I. I don't know how to say it. Ipalooza. Like, I got you, got you. And and it was a a competition to drink 28 beers in 28 days. You had to drink 28 IPAs. So I am a consumer of beers. But I'll be honest, I drank so many IPAs that I went back to drinking domestics for, like, the last, like, couple of months. Yeah, for at least a month of March and, like, that's sacrilegious. Today. That's straight sacrilegious. I seriously, I'm like, I'm like, I couldn't handle flavor and beer for a while, so I had been drinking like Coronas and Heinekens and well, of course, banquet. I don't consider a Corona <laughs> domestic, to be honest. So. Well, I guess yeah, right, right. But so it's, I mean, if people are into craft brews, they would probably lump Coronas in there somewhere. Uh, I can see. Uh, that's true. That's true. I can see. It. It's, yeah, build it's, it's, it's mass production. <laughs> build a wall. Build a wall. <laughs> it's a good beer. I really like it. It really is. If yeah, for, I agree. If for no other reason to not build a wall, it'd be Corona. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, what's that other one? And Modelo, because Modelo is really yeah, good. I, I like do enjoy those, a good man. Modelo. Yeah, I drink Modelos. Yeah. I drink Coronas. I was oh, just Dos, in Mexico last week. And, and Dos Equis. I actually do like it. Dos Equis. They have good beer down there. You were in Mexico yeah. last week? Yeah. Really? Loved it. Great time. You got it just in time. <laughs> yeah, I've never right. been too far past um, uh, Juarez and uh, Tijuana. Where's Tijuana at? And Tijuana's on, uh, on when you cross uh, San Diego and Juarez when you call, cross El Paso, Texas. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I went to, uh, for my honeymoon, I went to Costa Rica. That's pretty, okay. getting close. I didn't realize how far, how deep it was. Yeah, we're getting, we're getting close to South America at that point. Yeah, yeah. Costa Rica's down there. I love cool. South America. <laughs> I'd go down there. I, I'm, I love Mexico. That one stuck up on me. I mean, that was a great vacation. I really enjoyed myself. The Mayan were ruins. Were you in all Mexico or stuff. were you in uh, like a confined spot, like a, a resort? Or something? A resort, yeah. Yeah, we actually I like did. Resorts. Uh, we actually did four. Uh, sorry, three days in town in a hostel. Okay. And we did uh, four days in a resort. There you go. There um, you the go. hostel was actually the last day. I we like actually hostels. decided to go back. This was a decent one. Movie was okay. No. <laughs> Maybe. The first time I stayed at a hostel was after the movie Hostel. And I was so freaked out. Um, but, um, yeah, actually the last day of our vacation, we actually elected to go back to town 
like off the resort. We had such a good time. The one to, the food was cheaper, the drinks really were cheaper, and they were all better. Yeah. It is interesting. At least you know what they're happy. You know what I was going off topic here. I hear like how how obnoxious is this that America is one of the most stressed countries on the planet. It's but true, at the though. same time we're living the best because we Take have all these. Take it back, George. Take it back. Take it back. Right. I, I'm just saying, like, uh, it, because we just have all these social constructs about making money mm-hmm. and what satisfaction is, and like, you you know, even when we were in town, you go and like people are like living in like chicken shacks. I, I mean, I hate yeah. to say it, but I mean it's literally, literally. true. Yeah. Literally true. Yeah. I mean, people yeah. are building houses out of pallet wood. And, and these people are probably they are happier people. Yeah, yeah. Really beautiful. I was really saddened by that. I just feel like yeah, I feel like Mexicans right now are really demonized, and it, it was it was hurtful are. going down there and experiencing some of the culture and going down there and realizing and just feeling so safe in town. Like a, you know, I ate down there. This is kind of a funny story. I don't know if it. I hope this is good because it is a is a nice little uh, interaction I had with somebody. Um, there was a popular taco joint. It was literally like, I think, gosh, I think it was like 20 pesos, which is like five, but I don't know. Either way, the tacos were like $1.25 and they're supposed to be like the best tacos. You get like three tacos for like 20 pesos or something. And, um, the sauce that looks like a nice sauce. I just love this. Mexico just casually has habanero sauce. <laughs> Like, oh, that yeah. would never happen. A- everything there is. Yeah, you got just some casually. Bite. Yeah. yeah, spicy there is like a whole nother level. You yeah, know, like, yeah. <laughs> but I just love that they casually had habanero sauce as a, you know, oh, here's, you know, and it was just there. <laughs> that was their hot sauce. That was their Frank's Red Hot was habanero oh. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Anyway, so I loaded up some of these tacos, and then uh, my mouth, I, I was, I'm, I'm not very, I like... I like a Frank's Red Hot. I'm a baby when it comes to anything else. But anyway, my mouth was on fire. I my, I was sweating, <laughs> and uh, but I just remember there was a, a Mexican woman, and you know, she didn't speak English, but she was kind of laughing with me because I was like, oh, oh, and she was just kind of, and we had this great like connection, and she thought it was funny, like, oh, here's the American, you know, he can't handle our Mexican food, but it was in a cute, fun. Yeah, playful right, kind of right, way, right, right, right. and it really made me sad. At like how we just demonize Mexicans right now. We're like, yeah. oh, they're they're evil. They're they're coming over here, right? What what's the word Trump said? They're not bringing their best. They're bringing rapists. They're bringing crime. They're bringing drugs. And it's just yeah. I had such a beautiful react, uh, just a beautiful experience, interactions with these people. What do you want a beautiful experience? You want to win votes. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, white people want to but hate on Mexicans. I, I hate. This. Excuse me. Hmm. You're probably going where I'm thinking. Uh huh. They are largely Catholic. The whole nation of Mexico. Hey, George, look behind you. She. I saw that. Hold on. I might have that in my wallet right now. Holy shit. That's funny. She is what made Mexico a very nice place. I threw it out. You are looking at the person that made Mexico a nice place. I was just going to say, and they, Mexico probably rivals the Vatican for the holiest shrine. Uh-huh. Uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe, I believe, is the second most visited shrine. Uh, Our Lady of Lords being the first. Um, yeah. And uh, it, this is one of the... We're covering this actually next week in our Marian Apparitions episode. Um, okay. So I'm only going to tell you one or two things here so that we can get the rest later. What's your whistle? But let's put, yeah, let's put. I'll put it to you this way: Our Lady of Guadalupe. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. 
Our Lady of Guadalupe is the single largest mass conversion in Christian history. Really? In seven years, over seven million people became Catholic. Over seven million. Now, that's, that's a rough estimate. It could be actually up to 14, but we know for sure, we know for sure, seven million. So, wow. Because, mind you, in that time period, in Mexican culture, a lot of times they're only going to count you know, the father and the household. So it may very well be far more than that, but they're only counting the household. So it may be far more than seven million. And you know what? You know what's nuts to me, Juice, is that I um, uh, I went to exchange my cash for pesos. Yeah. And they handed me that exact thing. I ended up throwing it out. Yeah. I thought I had it in my wallet still. That exact picture. Yeah. Was in my like a little in my wallet right now. Like it's following you, George. She uh, had a spiritual <laughs> experience, but. She is the reason. Do with Christianity. She is the reason why. Well, you never know. She is the reason why you had such a good time in Mexico. <laughs> Wait, is that under her? Am I allowed to ask? Uh, actually, I'm I'm going to cover this in next week's episode <sighs> because there is it's like a little kid. Uh, to explain what you're looking at right now would take me another uh, probably ten to fifteen minutes because there's so. Much there's so much in this picture right now you've got no idea. Um, it would take me a while to explain this. We'll do that next week. Okay. Yeah. So a follow up question. Shoot. We know that George had a spiritual experience there, and I believe him. Thank you. Uh, and that's a good thing. I did. It was awesome. Yeah. The broadening of self. You know. I I, I know the Protestants kind of viewpoint on anyone outside of the whatever denomination. How many thousands we have. You can't have anything truly spiritual. Over 30 for sure. Right? <laughs> so I, what's the Catholic's viewpoint? I mean, can, so can, the, is there a pathway to the creator? It's being a spiritual person. You want salvation, aren't you? Exist outside of that. So the Catholic viewpoint of um, salvation is that God can reach you in whatever religion you are in. So... Yeah. So um, if you are, let's say that, you know, you live in a Buddhist country and uh, you never had exposure to uh, Christianity, it doesn't mean that God's abandoned you. Um, he can take your righteousness and apply it to you. And he can still reach you regardless of where you are. He can reach through your religion to you. Yeah, I feel like that was something similar to what I experienced. It could be. But the Catholic—that's that's the Catholic viewpoint—is that God will meet you where you're at, and if you are in a pagan culture, if you're in a separate religion, um, and again, this is in the Catechism, um, God can reach right through that, and He can still reach you where you are at. Does that answer the question? Yeah, yeah, no, it does. <laughs> I know it's just kind of. At odds with probably how you grew up Catholic, though, huh? Oh, right. Like, yeah, how we could reach anybody. But, yeah, it's not what I was told. Kumbaya. We can cheer, though. Kumbaya. Cheers. Cheers. We wrap it up. We're at two and a half hours. I feel like yeah. that's good. All right. We're good. All right. So I think that we've made some good headway. I think George has ran out of questions. 
Oh. I never got to my questions. I have a, <laughs> really. Are you kidding? Juice? We talked about you the entire time. I have a full phone. I have a whole. I have a whole episode right here. So when we're bored one day, we have nothing to go about. <laughs> it right. wasn't skeptics corner today. It was Juice turned Catholic. <laughs> <Pretty> skeptical. <laughs> skeptical. Yeah, I think a little. So. I mean, the skeptic still you came attacked. In pretty brutal. I came in hot. <laughs> I want. I'm interested to hear some of your questions. We don't have to answer them, but I just want to hear some of them. Oh, this is a good one. So um, I was going to send – this was how I was going to start off the show was I was going to send this to Juice. And that science disproves says um, science disproves something said in the Bible. Suddenly it was always meant to, as a metaphor. It's kind of a meme poking mm. at religion. Mm. Um, and I, I think I brought this up to Juice off the air, and I was always saying I was going to say it. Like what – every time the Bible says something – I was like, well, take it into context. It's a metaphor. <laughs> Understand. So I was going to have a question. Why isn't it? Why isn't that ever the reason for anything good said in the Bible? It is. So, okay, so is there good stuff? And maybe, again, we're, we're at two and a half hours, so I understand what the wrap up. I mean, is there good stuff in there? And everyone's like, oh, man, that's so nice. God's like, oh, yeah. hey, be nice to your neighbor. You're like, well, in context, your neighbor really means rape. <laughs> and back then, that was really cool to rape people, so really, you should be raping people. <laughs> like, like it's, always, it's only the weird stuff. Like, when, the- when the Bible says something weird, we you get into this big... Like epilogue of weird stuff, and you make excuses. But like when it, when it says something good, you're like, you know what, you know, you shall not, you know, covet your neighbor's wife. You're like, yeah, don't do that. Don't covet your neighbor's wife. And I'm like, okay, well, we shouldn't. So I stop there. But when the Bible says something weird, all of a sudden you guys kind of like go in this deep spiral of weird, like why I should understand this. <laughs> and I'm just saying, like, I don't know, does it ever go the other way for it does. good stuff? It does. So what's something good that like people take and they're like, oh, this is nice. Uh, you know, this is example, nice. But you're like, whoa, it's not that nice. For example, in the, in the evangelical world, they'll tell you <laughs> if you have faith and don't doubt, you can move mountains. And they take that literally. They take that literally. They take that literally where, hey, if I had enough faith, I could be like Yoda and I could move a Toyota across the street. Right. Yoda nice. never did that. <laughs> oh, he, he moved a uh, X-wing a fighter. That's right, X-wing yeah. fighter. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Before again, <laughs> yeah, he kept it a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> long, long, long time ago. That's contextual. Four bears. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but again, that is not accurate because he is speaking in hyperbole. Metaphorically. So, yeah. Right. So you can't move mountains. No, 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 no. I'm saying direction in life. Direction in life. Direction right. in life. So when they're talking about, hey, if you rape somebody, as long as you pay their their father 50 shekels or 50 gold pieces. Well, that, was, that was Old Testament. Whatever. But, okay, so. Wait, was, okay. It, was it was it Genesis? It was as Old Testament. Genesis, yeah. yeah. Well, no, no. Levit- was it in Genesis? Le- Leviticus. Um, Leviticus. So Leviticus is not um, allegory, according to you. Okay, we'll spend a whole episode on that because that complies with. Hammurabi laws. And stuff okay, like so that. that's so what I'm we'll saying. Okay. A whole episode so on that. that one's saying rape, <laughs> pay 50 shekels. It's technically not All right, so rape. here you go. Here you go. You're going to go uh, into this whole blah, 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 believe it, contextual, blah, blah, blah. Rape is okay if you pay 50 shekels. Again. Now, that doesn't relate why? to... Why? That does, doesn't relate. Why is there so much explaining for it weird shit? You shouldn't have to do that. to rape. It relates to what we would now call... God, I hate that. Okay, again. Hate it. We'll spend a whole episode <laughs> on that because... Believe Don't it or make not, excuses. He's saying 
if you pay, if you rape somebody, pay their father money. It's okay. Believe it or not, that's what it says. Believe it or not, in America we have very similar laws. No, we don't. Oh yes, you we go do. to you oh, rape no, someone, no, you go no, to jail. No, no. Hold on, we have very. You don't realize this, but a lot of laws we have now are based on those laws. And, a lot, a lot of laws we have today exist. are based. And those I mean that's understandable because right, rape is bad, murder is bad, theft is yep, bad. True. That's like across a lot of religions. Hopefully, all of them. No. I think that's a general under really yeah. okay. I don't want to see. I don't want to speak. <laughs> Maybe that's a large blanketed thing. I think the greater good. Anyone that crosses that line, okay. Here's the line of good and bad. Anyone that's, you know, here's the line. Anyone that's here, <laughs> you probably agree that most theft, most murder, most all rape. Who who defines good and bad? Yeah. Right. I agree with you. All right, but because I don't like if, that. If I don't were, like that. If though. you were a Roman soldier, I don't like that. Though I don't if, like that. God wait, wait, defines wait. what's good or if, bad. If you, I hate that. If, I think if it's, I, I think that's a horrible. If thing. If you were a Roman soldier, Murder. it was right, yeah, perfectly right. acceptable to sodomize the people that were helping you. That it, that was actually. We're going down a whole nother. That was actually. We're going down somewhere else. We're going somewhere else right now. Roman culture. So you tell me who defines good and bad, right? And I and I gotta watch what I say in terms of blanket terms. And I and I understand that. I, that's something I totally accept. That making large blanket statements. And again, I was trying to move the conversation forward very quickly. So making a large blanket. Four point five percent. There's no excuse tonight. Is that, am it's I being crazy right it's now? Nothing. No, it's, like, it's pretty low in it's alcohol. It's like water. That, am I being crazy right no, now? Is that no, what you're saying? You're good, Is that you're what you're referring? Okay. So going back oh to what I just said, I, I you know, all right. I admit, right now, going back like two minutes ago. Trying to move the conversation forward too much. You have to watch making large blanket statements like I just said. All right, so I get it. Especially in regards to murder. Okay, but I'm just saying in general. Geez, I'm trying to... Right. In most terms, most cultures, we can understand that murder is bad, rape is bad, mm-hmm. theft is bad. I, mean, I understand. Hold on, Juice. Don't... Let me back up. Most of it, right? I get it. If you're defending yourself... Whatever. There there's there's holes to it. You know, if you're if your family's starving, you know, and you steal a turkey, you know, we're more forgiving for that. But I'm just saying in general terms. I'm just saying good is relative to culture, right? I mean if you're if you're a cannibal, then eating an American or a Chinese guy is just oh, okay, it is relative. dinner, right? I get what you're saying. <laughs> All right. Okay. okay. All right. No, okay. Can I pull, you know what? Then I'll I'll take it back. I will say I will not. Um, I'll be more prepared if we're gonna have a no, deep good. philosophical questions into those large blanketed questions. I'll have to be ready next time. So no, I, uh, no, I, I, it's I a deeper to... subject than I was ready for. I was just trying to move forward and go with it. But if we're gonna go down that route, I need to be more prepared. Yeah, no, I so think you're. I'll, it's it's a good I'll, question. It's an important like question. It's a very important out, question. Man, I really uh, do. Yeah, I think sometimes the 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 unexpected or the surprise brings out the better response. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, yeah. So anyway, that was just one of the questions I have on my phone. Broadening (laughs) of self. (laughs) So now that, yeah. Each each of your questions is a whole podcast. Right? Right. (laughs) This one was just bashing on juice. I agree. Bashing on juice. Not to be confused with Jews. We're not bashing on Jews. We're bashing juice. Yeah, yeah. 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 Juice. That's juice. C E. C E. The the Bohemian <laughs> no, guy. No, because some people might misunderstand that. You're 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 very yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, 
Kelvin, got anything last comments? I think this has been outstanding. <laughs> Out, literally outstanding. I almost didn't make it because of circumstance. But it's the raw determination, sheer willpower, and the threats from you three guys. <laughs> <laughs> the violence they threatened me with. You know? So I had to show up. I really enjoyed you, gentlemen. It's, it's been outstanding. No, no last comments. No, that's it. Gubby? There is nothing taboo over brew. Appreciate the, all the dialogue tonight and the openness and, and the friendship. So, George? Right back at you guys. Even though I'm sad and that Mike's not here for me to get even more fired up <laughs> about. Um, and um, though uh, I think I still disagree with the uh, Lord's name in vain piece. <laughs> this is the trailer. Can't for the let next it go. I won't let yeah. it go. That, that is like the one thing my mind is blown. I uh, you know I was quiet for a while. I was reading Catholic Blogspot and they were saying, "Oh my God, is." Um, is using Lord's name in well, vain, and they agree. They uh, so um, I don't know. I will bring it up on a future podcast. I have a whole phone of Skeptics Corner because today was <laughs> juices transferred to Catholicism. Um, so, uh, but yeah, a lot of love, a lot of appreciation. Hopefully, I didn't ramble on. I had a few drinks before today, so I apologize to everybody. Leave your comments below. <laughs> it's good fodder. So <laughs> I'm glad I was such good fodder for you. Well, outside of that, don't forget to check us out on every single social media page. We are on everything from Facebook to Instagram to Twitter to Tumblr to also Patreon. Please check us out on Patreon. If you enjoy our content... I mean, a dollar a month would be fantastic. You think we buy these beers for us? Right? It's for you. It's for you. (laughs) All of these beers we drink are for you to live vicariously through us. In all of our philosophical manners. (laughs) (laughs) Please check us out on Patreon or even donate on Anchor, our our current host. So, don't forget, everything is awesome. All right. (laughs) Peace out. Bob. Take care.